Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello and welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. This is Justin. I usually don't do the intro, but I've been asked to do it this week because Chrissy is feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm feeling poopy, guys. But, yeah. So, number one, Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year! It's 2012. We thought we were going to get another episode in uh, into last year, but we had a, a week-long jaunt to uh, North Carolina that kind of grinded us, grinded us out in terms what, of energy. What a jaunt it was. <laughs> so our um, hope to do one while we were there didn't come to fruition, but um, yeah. But we're here now. We're here now. It's the first of the year. We're going to be looking back at the year of 2011. Yeah, we're asking you to go way back, kids. Go all the way back to 2011. Um, first of all, I want to say... Um, I want to give a big pat on the back to uh, my podcast mate, Chrissy, who, who um, we miraculously made it a huge year last year in terms of our podcast. There were so many movies on this list, y'all. Justin made a list of basically all of the podcast old movies. Not like the new ones, but like all of the old movies that we saw for our double feature podcasts. This list is huge. It's crazy. We... Uh, and this is, I don't know if this is entirely accurate, but we watched 68 old movies on the podcast Good in Lord. 2011. So these are 68 movies that Chrissy had never seen before and she finally caught up on. I mean, just looking over, I'm happy that you finally watched the Alien movies, you know, Pulp Fiction, Blade Runner, Clockwork Orange... All the Harry Potters, of course, was fun. Come on, Justin. You're really happy that I saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know, I... I <laughs> Let's be honest. Big, Beetlejuice, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There are a lot of... Big Lebowski, Stand By Me. There's a lot of good movies that you finally... Um, Last of Sheila. <laughs> I'm sure your mom was... I have to say, and th- this probably won't come as a huge shock to you, or actually to our audience, so what? Am, who am I kidding? I looked at this list, and I one by one, I was, like, trying to remember things about each movie. And, I, I, like, some of them were really obvious. I'm like, oh, Pretty Woman, I remember everything about that. Lake House, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. What was Cry Baby about again? Like, I had to think about it. Oh. <laughs> I kind of remember that Johnny Depp went to jail. Yeah, he did. He went to jail. And then he sang. Yeah, 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 he did. There was a whole number. So, <laughs> <laughs> so some of these movies I could probably even see again. It would be like watching it for the first time. So before we get into the new movies that we saw last year that we saw uh, that were released in 2011. Yes. What was your favorite old movie? No, don't don't show me your list. Yet. No, I'm not. I'm looking at what I wrote down. Okay. So, what was your favorite old movie that you finally caught up in? Uh, caught up to. 
um, due to the podcast that we saw. Right away, when you asked me that question, I, I thought in my head... Cry oh, baby, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I remember it so well. Okay. I thought, I know the answer to this. It's going to be super easy. But I'll look at the list because I want to make sure. Okay. And I looked at the list and I, the first time I did it, I was like... Yep, still the same one. And then I thought, no, you have to. That's when I was like, I have to look at each one individually, make sure. And hence, when I couldn't remember anything about, you know, Predator, but uh, Harry Potter the series. That was a crazy weekend in which we watched six Harry movie, uh, Harry Potter movies back to back to back with almost no break in between. Okay. And. It was awesome. I don't. I, I've yet to really want to sit there in front of that TV for that amount of time. And that was the first time where I was like, okay, I get this. It doesn't feel like a chore to sit here for 20 hours to watch these movies. Not that it usually does, but when we're talking about like 20 hours, that's crazy. It's kind of cheating though. That's like a, a number of movies. You put it on the list! <laughs> Okay, so that's a number of movies. What would be an actual individual movie? Uh, a distant second would be Interview with the Vampire. Okay. You, you like know. that one? Yeah, I did. Dudes, vampires. Awesomeness. Possible homoerotic undertones. Overtones. Oh, yeah. Either way. <laughs> okay. Some so, like overtones, some like undertones. She so loved Harry Potter <laughs> and vampires. What was, and I, I think I could guess this one more easily, what was your least favorite film that we this watched? This was another one where I had kind of picked two, but mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what you think it was. I would guess Requiem for a Dream. I now have three. <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space? That was one of them. Oh, come on. And the other one was It. Whoa. Oh my god. What? 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 Come on! That movie was like six hours long, and it never got to the point. And it was all like, like I mean, come on! These adults are scared of a clown. The kids I got, the adults was like, "How are we gonna get the clown? He's picking us off one by one." Oh no! I'm and looking like, at this list. There's gotta be something that's worse that you liked worse than it. I, I'm telling you, it and Killer Clowns from Outer Space kind of share the top spot, followed by Requiem for a Dream. Well, I just thought since you could go back and listen to the episode, um, right off the top of the episode, you did not, you weren't happy for me with me for. Well, you know what? It just for a dream. it depressed me to my core. So that's why it wasn't that it was not objectively a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but I didn't like it. But you loved Captain Ron. Oh, I forgot about Captain <laughs> Ron. That might be number four on the least favorite list. Okay, but uh, you know. <laughs> whole point is... Orgasmo might be five. Like, 68. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about that. 68 movies that we watched that you had missed out on. That's a lot of movies, man. It's true. I barely remember Space Camp. <laughs> Looking at this list one more time. The first full year of this podcast, we went through a lot of them. It's true. Um, I'm happy that we did, and I also... And we only missed, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks here and there. Uh, yeah, barely. Uh, it, there were times when I would have to explain to people, guys, I work a full-time job, and I have a part-time job, so, like, I can't go out on Sunday. People go, why? I'm like, because I have to sit and watch two movies back-to-back -back and record a podcast and then edit it. The whole thing takes, like, six hours. Wah. Wah. I told you I was feeling poopy. 
and you have help with editing, so... That's she, true. But if you think about it, it really is like having a, a part-time job. And some movies we watch are 90 minutes long, so it's like three hours rather than six hours. <sighs> no, it's worth it. It's worth it. Well, looking at 2012... Um, there's no way we're going to keep up this pace. <laughs> I know when we originally started this, um, our our two things we said were we would do it um, even if it was just five people listening. And that's pretty much, we, we've hit that mark. Yeah. Woo! Five! Um, and we wanted to uh, have a minimum of 100 episodes. This so we're only like 17 away from that. And even if we have to slow down and do like an episode every other week... That's still better than like nothing. Like every 10 days. <laughs> or every 10 days, whatever. Yeah, you know, that seems a little more... Just seems like 2012 busy. is going to get really, really busy with work and all, so... Oh, yeah, it's going to get really busy with work and all. Completely. <laughs> so, um, so that's the old movies. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to look at your list, but now we have <laughs> um, our favorite, our, our top 10 favorite movies of 2011. These are movies that were released in 2011... That we either saw in the theater or at home. Um, some of them we watched and talked about on our podcast. And I, I don't know anything on your list because you did your list independent of me. Right. Although you looked at my list of the ones I seen and you called your list from that list. Well, I asked you because, I, I, mean, I mean, again, we've discussed ad nauseum. Dementia patient right here. Like there's no way I can remember every movie I saw this year. It would be an impossible task. So, I think it was a pretty safe bet for you to make that list of every movie that you've seen. Because I'm sure there are no movies that I've seen without you. Or, you know, that I haven't made you seen once I loved them. Probably. You're probably correct in that Right. Assumption. So, it made sense. So, what? We, we saw 68 old movies. I went through the list of movies that were released in 2011. And I think I saw about 67 Movies that were released in two. That's a lot of hours, man. I'm not good at math, but if you add up those those two figures and then divide it by like approximately two hours, what are you doing, math? I can't. It's just amazing. It's, I'm a movie geek. That's what movie geeks do. Yeah, you are. I would have watched more new movies, but we watched a bunch of old movies. But here's my favorite part. Yeah, I was gonna say like, given the numbers that we just said about like. This many old movies, this many new movies. Guys, for the past three, no, four days now, all I've heard is, I gotta get more movies in. I haven't, I'm not caught up. I need to see all these movies before I go back to work. I gotta watch movies. This man has watched like a dozen movies in the past four days. And every time, it's very sweet, but he'll be like, wanna watch a movie? Wanna watch a movie? Wanna sit and wanna watch a movie? And I'm like, I need to go outside. Well, there's two reasons for this. Number one, the best movies of the year usually come at the end. That's true. Number two, we have a buttload of screeners <laughs> that we still haven't seen. Like, there's still some over there that we haven't seen that I'm like, that could have been in my top ten. You right. Know? But, you know, it's January 2nd and... You are way beyond screeners, though. You've been watching movies that you have gotten from other sources. <laughs> Like, I've watched you do it, because you'd be like, what about this one? What about this one? Have you seen this flash drive full of movies yet? What about this one? And every time, every single time, you're like, hey, want to watch a movie? I'm like, which one? And you're like, well, I don't know, Chrissy. We have a whole bunch of them. Look at this pile. Look at this flash drive. Look at this hard drive. You make me seem like such an asshole. No, you're not. You're funny about it. 
But don't you miss sunshine? <laughs> I do miss sunshine sometimes, but okay. I, I got my sunshine in. Oh, all right. Yeah, we walked for 20 minutes out of four God. days. It worked out really well. <laughs> you didn't marry sunshine geek. Come on. Oh. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. Maybe we need to get, like, the iPad, put the movies on the iPad, and walk around with it. Well, you know what? what? You don't have to watch any of them. How about that? Oh, burn. Let's get to our list. Oh, he's mad. <laughs> I, was, I thought I was being nice by asking if you... I'm just going to go ahead and just watch these movies that you might love. Oh, I noticed some of them on the list of movies you'd seen. I was like, he didn't wait for me on that one. Thanks, Justin. It's only so much time of the day. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think the best way to do this is, I was like, there could be honorable mentions, but if I told you my honorable mentions up at the top, you'd probably be like, oh no, those are on my list. Right. Mine too. So I think we should go 10 backwards. How many honorable mentions do you have? Out of curiosity. I have 10 honorable mentions. Holy crap. Yeah. I have five. We can just, we can just be like this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we should go 10, 10, 9, 9. Obviously, okay. number one is our favorite movie of Should the year. Should we say it at the same time? No, we don't have to say it at the same like, time. Like, Orgasmo! How did you know? <laughs> um, they re-released it just for this. But like we did, we did the same thing last year at this time. We pretty much picked our favorite, our favorite 10 movies yeah. of the year. Not necessarily the ones that we thought were the best or the most well-made, but what we subjectively liked the best. Chrissy says... The, Probably the ones that I would be more likely to watch again. Maybe the ones you take on a desert island if you only had 10 from 2011. Yeah. I wouldn't take 10. I'd take a couple. But the, honestly, when you'll see when I start getting around halfway through my list, that's really... Because they were all in the same level of like for me. So I really kind of had to think, which one, if I had to put one of these on right now, do I want to watch again? And did it like that. Now, at the, at the start, I'm going to tell you that I was surprised. There's a lot of movies on this list that were very popular. Yes, there were. And that made me happy. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't have anything foreign on the list. I don't have anything with subtitles. Are they foreign? No, no foreign, no subtitles. Although, well, I'll get that in my article. I, I will say this. Every, I'll, I'll movie, every movie on my list is something that everyone has heard of. None of them are like, where you went, what is that? Okay, well, enough talking, Chrissy. Okay, Justin. What is in your number 10 slot of your favorite 10 movies of 2011? Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Wow. Wow. We just watched that. We did. Wow, so it slid right in there, number 10. Perhaps. And I, I will say there's something to be said for whatever's the freshest movie in my little head. Okay. So. <laughs> yes. It, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that was good. I'm surprised not all 10 are Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't think of it anymore. Oh, <laughs> boomer. No, but um, I, I genuinely enjoyed it as we previously discussed. The special effects were really cool. Tom Cruise is kind of the man. He, you know. He can do no wrong as far as the Mission Impossible movies are concerned, and probably most movies that he's in. Very seldomly does he misstep. But apparently, according to you, we talked about this in our podcast two weeks ago, he can do wrong in terms of um, (laughs) photos in India. Not cool, man. Why you gotta hire people? Why you gotta hire Indians to be in the background of your photos? Well, technically he didn't. The studio did, but the studio denied it. Long story. No, but... um, I'll go ahead and tell you that that was that totally 
um, barely missed my top ten list. It's like number eleven. Mm. But I love that movie, and I think I just need to watch it another time. All right. See, um, and, that, and that was my thing. I was like, this is a movie I want to watch again. Um, I kind of want to watch it again in IMAX. <laughs> I'm like, that was I so agree. awesome. I agree. kind of cool. I don't want to pay for it, though. Can we go for free? <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, definitely one of the best action movies of, of the year. I mean, Josh. Yeah. I don't was... really have any other action movies on there. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. It's too bad. Yeah. All right. So that's your number 10, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Which will also remind people, no ghosts are, were involved in that movie. I know, right? Such a chip. Anyway. So I think you'll be kind of surprised at my number 10. What? Um, so my number 10 movie, top 10 favorite movies of 2011 is... Martha Marcy May Marlene. <sighs> Here's a movie that I know Chrissy had issues with, but, and I'm going to put it out there now. So this is a movie, as soon as I finished watching it, I wanted to watch it again. And I kind of want to watch it again now because I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, that was a pretty good movie. No, you know what I've noticed a lot about your movie choices as of late? And I don't think you're doing it deliberately. I think it's just happening. Uh-huh. You've been watching some very rapey movies lately. Rapey movies. Really? I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's getting raped. And <laughs> I think that's why you want to watch this again. Because secretly, you're kind of in like a subconscious rapey mode. And you're like, that movie had some rapiness. Let's watch that again. It's true. Wait. You have to look at your list. How many people were raped in my top ten? Oh, no. That's the only rapey movie in my top ten, so... Well, good. I'm glad. I'm, then the weird ones from the past four days haven't made it into your top. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I know you'll probably be surprised to hear, but the, the rapey scenes in uh, Martha, Marcy, Mae, Marlene were not my favorite parts of the movie, actually. What? <laughs> I am surprised. Um, for people that... I'm sure a lot of people don't know about this movie yet because it was so small. Um, I think it was at Sundance last year. Um, it stars Elizabeth Olsen, who is... The other, other Olsen The twin. other, <laughs> other Olsen. She's not a twin. She's no, a sister she of pass. the twins. She could pass for her. This was like one of her what? first movies ever. Yeah. And um, she was great. She, she, she was. She's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so it stars her as this um, girl who uh, is coming out of being involved in, like, some kind of cult. And uh, she comes and stays with her sister and her sister's husband. Who are normal. And the whole movie ends up being her trying to um, escape the, uh, the like, she's always thinking about her time in the cult. And there's, like, moments where she doesn't know what's reality and what's, you know... Projected. Projected um, thoughts of her time in the cult. And it has a very, very sudden ending to the movie that really kind of pissed Chrissy off. I wouldn't say so much that it's sudden as much as it is WTF. Yeah. Well, I was, I was like WTF because it was one of those where I was like, is that the end of the movie? Yeah, what? exactly. What? I have a really hard time, and we've said this in the past, but I'll reiterate, I have a really hard time with movies that do that. Like, you don't need to necessarily spell it out for me like I'm a five-year-old, but you should give me some resolution. And I don't like movies that don't give resolution because I feel like it's just a cop-out. Think about what you will. It could be anything. I'm like, no, it can't. You gave me a narrative for the entire 90 minutes to two hours, and now you're going to leave it hanging? It's sloppy. 
Oh, well, Although I get it, this was told from her perspective, and we. The don't more know. I thought about it, the more it made sense. It makes me want to watch the movie again. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a great movie, and it's. Um, I think it was one of the, the director's first movies, and it, the editing was like amazing. It's one of those movies that it goes back and forth in terms of time. And you're like, whoa, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a little non-linear, but the, sometimes you have you have a hard time then as the audience person being like, wait, is this before or, or is it now? And then you, it comes to context when you see other characters. But for there's always a minute where you're like, when did this happen? has John Hawks in it, who plays the leader of the cult, and he is... Um, he's good at playing a scary douchebag. He's one of my favorite actors. He's really good. He's from Deadwood, who I was a big Deadwood fan. Anyway... Definitely check it out. It's, it's one of probably many people I haven't seen. All right, Chrissy, what's number nine on your list? Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses. I wasn't sure this was going to even really make my list. I, I wrote down about 16 or so movies that I liked a lot, or 15, I should say. And then I just kind of numbered them according to my little system. Um, so this made it in the top ten, and yet now I'm kind of like, oh, really? I'm surprised. But when I think about my movie-going experience, I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot throughout the whole thing. There are scenes that stick out in my head that I really remember vividly, like the whole cocaine scene. And um, the three male leads were really great together. It's something I'd want to watch again. I thought it was, I was very surprised at how much I, I liked it as well. I love Charlie Day. If, yeah, he's if great. Put him in a movie and there's a good chance that I'll love a movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. And... Um, um, that was a fun uh, podcast we did about that movie with Gray Drake. It was. Oh, Gray Drake, we love you. Anyway, yeah, I, I totally forgot about Horrible Bosses. I don't know if it would have made, I definitely wouldn't have made my top ten, but. Well, that's what I said. Like, I, I was surprised myself when I noticed in my numbering that, that it made sense at that point for me to put a number nine around it. I was surprised. But it makes sense because, like I said, I really enjoyed myself. Which is, you know, what we constitute a good movie. Solid pick. Horrible Bosses, number nine. Um, my number nine pick is Young Adult, which we just saw a couple weeks ago with Charlize Theron and Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Um, you you li- really enjoyed it. You liked it more than me. I did? No, I liked it more than you. I was going to say. Um, which surprised me, but um, I don't know. The reason I liked it because it was different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more like outright comedy um, than it was, but it had some very dark undertones, and the main character played by Charlize Theron was very non-typical for a main character. She didn't really have an arc. She was pretty much terrible at the beginning and pretty terrible at the end. But And yet you rooted for her. And yet you rooted for her. That, that's what pretty much made it amazing. Right. And I'm not sure if that can be chalked up completely to Charlize Theron's acting or the writing or, or both. But yes, you did root for her. And um, yeah. I it's thought. a worthy pick. I think it's something that if you haven't seen, you should see. It is actually something that I would want to see again, but um, it's in my honorable mention area. Okay. And Patton Oswald, friend of the show. Yeah, thanks, Patton. Love to, man. <laughs> oh, I'll meet him someday, and I'll be like, oh, "So I heard you talk to my wife about me." He'll be like, "Yeah, crazy guy. Who are you, giant?" <laughs> giant. I'm probably tall as like twice as tall as him. He's like my height. I could put him on my shoulders, and we could like have a great chicken fight with someone in a pool. Oh dear. <laughs> Please don't. Anyway, yeah, check out Young Adult. Um, very, very good movie. 
Um, what's your number eight? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. For reals. For reals. Wow. So we've finally come to a movie that is on both of our top ten lists. What? Um, Break not, up the bubbly. I, I'm not going to tell you what number it's, it is on mine, but it's on there. I assume it must be a little bit higher since we're going to go on, be on number eight for you in a second. And I, I had reservations because I still think of part one and part two kind of like as one whole movie. Yeah, that's true. Even though I liked part the second part better. But I will say that um, seeing it in the theater was one of my like prime theater experiences. Yes, and that's why it's actually number eight on my list. Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. I'll write it on my list to see where it ends up or even if it gets on the top ten. And then when I was deciding where to put it, that's what stuck out to me the most. The movie-going experience was awesome. And I remembered that so vividly, even if I can't remember scene by scene, like, what happened in the movie. Because, let's be honest, we just finished watching six movies back-to-back, like, three hours before we went and saw this one. So when you do that, they all kind of run together on one seamless Harry Potter-a-thon. So there are things that I know I enjoyed in this movie because I remember the feeling I felt about it. More than I can actually remember what happened because it just ran together so much for me. You were in a Harry Potter haze. Yeah, seriously. So I'm going off my emotion. Oh, I was very emotional. <laughs> yes. I was like, don't end. I was like, it be longer. Dobby. Oh, Dobby. Dobby. Yeah, well, anyway, I thought it had, <laughs> I thought it was a lot better than, you know, it had any right being. I think that the, they put a lot of care into the series. And it was I'm well made. S- I'm sad to see it gone. But it was a good ending. It was, it, when we talk about resolutions in movies, that was a good resolution. It's true. I felt satisfied. It's true. Good pick. And number eight for you, sir. Number eight on my list of favorite top ten movies, um, X-Men First Class. Which gets an honorable mention for me. Really? Yeah. You know why it's at number eight? Why is it? Why is it? What's the number of reason that's in my top ten? Fassbender. Fassbender. <laughs> the name of a future dog that we will rescue. I'm gonna name. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and speaking of movies that we haven't seen yet that I need to see, Shame, uh, the latest Fassbender movie where he actually shows his Fassbender. Oh. Ooh. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was, now that was creepy. Where he plays a sex addict, but not like a sexy sex. Sex addict is like a... Creepy sex addict? S- no, like sad. Like the, he's so Aww. addicted to sex and it's taken over his life. Wow. But anyway, he apparently shows his fast bender. Wow. But anyway, X-Men First <laughs> Class, great, great movie. I enjoyed that a lot and... That one was a fun surprise for me because I didn't think I necessarily would. I'm not a comic book movie girl, you may have noticed. Um, and and I'm not a very much of an action girl either. So the combination, I was like, okay, whatever. I really enjoyed it. The plot was there. The writing was there. Special effects were there. Uh, it actually had moments of comedy, which was nice. You saw three comic book movies this year, I think. Yes, Green, I did. Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Um, X-Men First Class and Captain America. Yes. Was X-Men First Class your favorite? There's no comparison. Far and away. Like, I, do we even have to think, talk about the other two? 
<laughs> well, I like Captain America. It's I think it's in my honorable mention. But... I did not like Captain America. <laughs> I liked What's Her Face. What's Her Face? Yes. Okay. I met her and I can't remember her name. Haley Atwell? Yeah, she was great. But oh. that's it. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, X-Men First Class, amazing movie. I'm really hoping they make another one because I, th- I think it was like the best one they've had yet. Although, January Jones, can we talk about you for a minute? She's th- she was the worst part. I, I didn't she get um, some sort of like honorable mention for being the worst actress of the year in, in a magazine recently? I wouldn't be surprised. I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or something. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was something mainstream. But yeah, Fastbender, Kevin Bacon, great movie. I agree. What's number seven on your list? Number seven is Contagion. Contagion. Contagion is one of those movies that I really wanted to see when it came out in theaters, but nobody wanted to see it with me, so I missed it. I wanted to see it with you. Yeah, but you didn't want to see it in the theaters. You were like, yeah, Netflix. Well, I think it's because it would have scared me to watch it at the theater. Like, I'd be, <laughs> Amongst people. I want to get it out, get out of my seat. I like, I'd be scared. Yeah. Especially with you touching your face all the time. I do touch my face a lot. I really got into this movie. This is right in my Chrissy's wheelhouse of nerdery. Um, I basically spent my entire teenage years watching the Discovery Health Channel shows like Diagnosis Unknown and Mystery Diagnosis and, you know, not Diagnosis Murder, but Diagnosis You Will Die From Touching This Object. So this was totally in my wheelhouse of being uh, a bit, a little bit OCD, a little bit of a germ phobe, phobe, a restaurant grade freak. Totally. Yeah. Definitely probably the scariest movie of the year. And yeah, and clearly the most um, likely to become true. <sighs> I don't think Fright Night was more likely to come true than this. Dude, you never know. <laughs> Vampire could move in next to you. Yeah, it's true. Um, and his name could be Jerry. That'd be weird. <laughs> Jerry the Vampire. <laughs> um, great performance by Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> I really like him. I think he's great in pretty much everything he does, too. He's another one of those that can rarely do wrong for me. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's in my honorable mention. Contagion. Yep, and it poor, is. poor Kate Winslet. Poor Kate Winslet. Wait. Yeah, yeah. poor Kate Winslet. Yeah. <laughs> Marianne Cotillard. Yeah. Can't remember. I know, she was there. She might have died. I can't remember. I can't remember if she died or not, but I remember her being there. There were so many people in the movie. There really were. I had to keep tabs when of Paltrow everyone. When Paltrow definitely dies. Oh, dude. She gives the ugly face before she dies, too. Oh, yeah, she does. Anyway. Contagion. Great movie. Yeah. And you're seven? Number seven, Bridesmaids. Also on my list. Ah, uh, don't tell me what. I won't. Bridesmaids um, came out earlier in the year, but... Yeah. It was definitely one of the, the best. Um, def- another movie that I remember seeing uh, with you in the theater because we were pretty much snorting with laughter throughout yeah. the whole thing. It was great. Kristen Wiig is awesome. Let's be honest. She carries Saturday Night Live a lot of the time. I can, and I can't say that she carried this movie because it was a great ensemble piece. A lot of wonderful female comedians that, I, you know, it's a shame that they don't give more mainstream big budget movies to female leads who can also be funny and also it was i think it was it made a lot of money at the box office but it wasn't a sequel or like a comic book property so it was therefore i loved it um few (laughs) original movies out there 
Do you think it will um, yield a sequel? I don't think it needs a sequel. But do you think they'll do one? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was one of those ones that was produced by Judd Apatow. And That's true. I, I think he kind of steers away from sequels, if I remember. I don't think he's ever done. He's smart. Well, he's going to be doing one. Which one? Well, not totally a sequel, but to not. Oh, yeah. This is 40. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong. But but one of the things we love most about it was uh, Melissa McCarthy. She's awesome. Who also not only was great in Bridesmaids, she was probably the best guest host on Saturday Night Live thus far this season. I've never seen a woman who just completely throws herself at something and commits to it a thousand percent the way she does. Um, I, I did improv comedy in high school and... It's, it can be hard with when you don't feel like something is going well or according to plan. And she just, I, I mean, with a ferociousness, literally just throws herself physically, emotionally, the whole thing at whatever she's doing. And if it starts to go downhill, well, then she's going to like jump on the Titanic <laughs> to make it break. There was, there was one sketch that they did where she pretty much drowned herself in ranch dressing. Oh, my God. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, I forgot about that. I was like, they should just hire, like, hire her on the spot to be part of the cast because she is... She's ridiculous. ridiculous. And in so real funny. life, the nicest woman ever. That's what I've heard. She's so nice. We should ask her if she wants to be friends with me. Okay. With you, not us. Not we sure. should ask her if she wants to be friends with me. <laughs> oh, man. Glad we had this talk. What's your number six? My number six is Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah, it is. Also on my top ten list. Another movie I really want to see again. And um, I would love to read the book, but I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to follow all the math. It's true. Or the number. There's, It's, it's rather thick for you. What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I may not be able to do math, but I'm a very literate person. (laughs) Statistics. A movie about statistics. I'm not too bad about statistics. Algebra is my number one foible, followed by, like, geometry. But I was never terrible at statistics. Okay. So that's something that I – because I can see it. I can translate it into words as opposed to using the numbers, and I get it. But the book doesn't star one of the most gorgeous actors on the planet, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has always been dreamy. Um, but even so, I, I, I mean, hmm. I still think this movie would have worked with somebody else in the lead role like Matt Damon. But I am really glad it was Brad Pitt. I, I'm. It's on my list. So the the only thing, really... the only problem I have with it is that they used one of my favorite Lenka songs, which is from 2009. And I'm like, really? That was not out yet. Really? Because they use it heavily. That's a stupid reason not to... <laughs> No, obviously. I like it. It's in my top ten. It's my like, number six. But that's your main, like... That, well, if I'm going to pick a gripe, that's my one gripe. Um, yeah, Brad Pitt, man. He was... Uh, he did well. He, he was also in a movie that we just finally saw recently called The Tree of Life. And I would guess that that is not in your top ten or your honorable mentions. Oh, it just missed it. <laughs> Like, by this much. What would be your short 30-second review of Tree of Life while we're talking about I'm allowed one F-bomb per show, right? No. No? No. Really? Say fudge. 
like Christmas story. The fudging tree of life. <laughs> the tree of, oh, now we're watching the Earth documentary, and where's Morgan Freeman to voice over what's going on? Ooh, nice Andromeda galaxy. Now there's some waves. Now there's that crevice from 127 hours. Now there's Brad Pitt and his family. He seems nice. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Ah, madness, sadness, a BB gun. And we're back to waves. Wait a minute. Is everyone dead? What planet are they on now? It's like a beach from the 50s, except Sean Penn is there. Why was it a beach from the 50s? Because everybody was wearing their 50s clothes, and it was like everybody was there from the 50s. And and it, you can't say it was like, oh, well, that's how he's remembering them, because one of them was the guy who was supposed to be 19 when he died, but he was, like, still six. And that was obviously heaven, Chrissy. Were you not reading? Well, then why was he the 19? Aren't you, when you go to heaven, the age you are when you die? I don't know. I've never been to heaven, and no one's ever gone there and come back to tell me about it yet. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Tree of Life. Tree of... Uh... What number are we on again? You're doing six. Six, Harry Potter. Ah, higher up on your list. I know, but... Not by much. It was more of an emotional experience for me than it was for you. Well, that's true. And I'm sure there was a catharsis for you that there wasn't so much for me because of all of the years that you went through Seeing this. Harry Potter in the theater was like going to the 1950s beach in Tree of Life. <laughs> I saw all my friends there, past loved ones who've passed on. We talked about Harry Potter. It was great. Had a potluck dinner. Then I left. Do you remember how old you were when you saw the first Harry Potter? Um, no. What was it, 10 years ago? I, I read the first, like, three books, and I gave up on the books. But then I just watched the movies. Were there too many pages for you, Justin? Jeez. There was. Like, as it went on. <laughs> there were. The middle books were kind of really long. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, number six, Harry Potter. Very nice. What is your number five? Oh, we're hitting the big, the top five. Here we go. Yeah. Go. As we have discussed, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah, it is. Your top five. It, it's my number five. Okay. Great female-driven comedy. Want to watch it again? You do? Yep. And we will. Good. My number five, something that you would not see with me in the theaters. Which was? Fast Five. Fast and the Furious Part Five. Do you Number five. You want to talk about this movie while I go take a bathroom break? Um, yes, I will say that you should watch it <laughs> because it is my favorite action movie of the year. Um, Even better than Mission Impossible? Yes. What? Yes. I'll buy it. I went to see this movie with our friend Allison. So she wouldn't go see it with me. Sorry. And it was amazing. And I, um, I literally was on the edge of my seat throughout. But really, I mean, I saw the previews. I feel like, oh God, I feel like that movie previewed before every movie I saw for like four months. So I feel like I got a lot just from watching the preview. Well, again, I think you made a mistake by not seeing the the movie theater because um, it was ridiculously entertaining and it was... Gratuitous. Gratuitous in its awesomeness. Oh, wow. (laughs) And um, there are plans... Um, since you didn't watch that one with me, that hopefully this year we can do a five for five and see them all in a row. Oh, hell to the no. Chrissy. What? There. I'm sorry. I'm not wasting 15 hours of my life to watch all of these movies. At the end, you'll be like, you'll be like Harry Potter. You'll be like, I see now. I will not. Yes. I'm not a car movie girl. It's it's not it's not all about cars. Yeah, you're right. Some of it's about like thug gang heisty stuff. <laughs> That's up my alley too. Woo woo. 
Uh, there's a lot of things that you're just saying no to, like the, no, not. the human centipede double feature. That oh, come on, Lord of the Rings has got to happen soon. I said I'll watch that. I'm not watching human centipede double feature, and I'm not watching the five fast crap movies. Crap movies. They really are. I disagree. It was um, number five on my favorite movie. F- f- top, top ten favorite. Good for you, my favorite plebeian. Plebeian. It's kind of plebeian. I'm going to punch you in the boob. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Wait, did you say your number five? Oh, what's your number yeah, four? My number four is The Descendants. The Descendants. Really enjoyed this movie. In my honorable mentions. Aww. I agree. Also a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, did we discuss this? On the, yeah, we did. We Young Adult and Descendants. Yeah, we, we did. Yes. Um, George Clooney. Again, we keep talking about actors that can seemingly do no wrong. He's He's one of them. He just very, very rarely missteps, and this was another great movie. Plus, there's this new young actress whose name escapes me at the moment, but it's from Simi Valley. What's her name? Is it Shalene or Sh- Shailene Woodley? Yes, something, yes. Like, something like that. She was great. She played George Clooney's eldest daughter, um, and she held the screen with him, which is hard to do. It's George Clooney we're talking about here. She held the screen with him. Yes, she, no, she did, but she held her own. Uh, this movie is a great mixture of both light and dark, and. It never steps too far over the edge in either direction. But that doesn't mean that it's totally just run-of-the-mill gray area either. It's still very interesting and focused and exciting without being, you know, like, now we're sad. Now we're happy. No, really, it's sad. It's one of those movies, if you were to, like, try to explain the plot to someone who's never seen it, you'd be like, yeah, it's about this guy, his wife's (laughs) in a coma, and he's trying to figure out if he wants to... Um, sign away this plot of Hawaiian land that his family's on for you. His daughter's really strange, and his second daughter's too young to know what's going on. They'd be like, what? This sounds terrible. That sounds depressing. But Alexander Payne, man, he's a great director. Did Sideways, did Election, made it work, made me want to go to Hawaii like yesterday. Right? It made me miss Hawaii a lot. Oh. Anyway, I also agree. Great movie. So, there's talk in the atmosphere of best actor for Oscars. I'd be happy with any of the choices. Being Brad Pitt versus George Clooney. Versus Ryan Gosling. Versus Ryan Gosling. Pick one. (laughs) I'm good to go. Oh, and Leo will probably be in there, too. Pick one. Your head's going to explode. It might. might Your uterus might explode. That's true. This might be the first year that I've watched uh, the Oscar telecast, and at that point, just be like, "Fudge it, whoever wins, I'm thrilled." Oh wow, it'll be a great time for you. I'm so excited. It's so, a good movie for me. Number four on my list: Midnight in Paris. Oh really? Yes. Also on my list. I love Woody Allen. He loves you too. I finally got Christy to watch Manhattan this year. Um, I'd seen other Woody Allen movies, though. Well, I, I seem to remember when we first started dating that I think one of our first dates, I found out that you'd never seen Annie Hall. That's and I true. was like, what? And I was like, you have to see it now. I was like, go home and watch it now. No, you made me watch it with you, and I slept through 90% of it. <laughs> Wait, did we watch it again since then? No. What? See? <laughs> I just remember her wearing gloves and hats and pantsuits, and they walked around a lot. 
<laughs> and she was like adorkable. Well, was it last year? Uh, very recently, we were at the Barnes and Nobles that has now been closed down in Encino, uh, I it think. Makes me so sad. And um, I stalked Diane Keaton around the Barnes and Nobles. Chrissy, there's Diane Keaton. I'm like, stop stalking her, Justin. But it's Diane Keaton. Follow her. Whatever. You See what she buys. Chrissy has a, a solid, solid love for the Father of the Bride series, especially yes, the second one. Yes. So <laughs> you also wanted to watch at her from afar and see what she was reading. So I like her in other things more than I like her in that. What did you, what did you like her more? I love her in First Wives Club. I think she's brilliant. Okay. Um, she was great in Marvin's room. She is she... Annie Hall, though. Okay. Oh, God. So I've heard. I had that to the list. Okay. Forgot that she <laughs> fell asleep. I outed myself. Anyway, Midnight in Paris, one of the best Woody Allen movies in a long, long time. Agreed. If ever. If, for me, it might be ever. Mm, not ever, but... <laughs> I think we, I think we talked. It, it's definitely. I think now in my top five. So it was very enjoyable. Not even top three. Um, I have to go back and check the tape, but I think it was <laughs> maybe five out of five. Got it. But, um, also a very enjoyable viewing experience with you. Yeah, I agree. What did you like most about it? Uh, Besides ma- it, m- making us want to go to Paris and perhaps live there. I really enjoyed the whimsicality of it, but that it, he was so sure that it was like planted in reality. It wasn't just like, let's have a fantasy. And you know, and that could be great. Like Moulin Rouge is a great example of that because it's so bigger than life and has that same kind of whimsical quality, but you know, it's kind of a heightened reality. It's a fantasy. Whereas as the viewer, like, you realize this is that heightened reality. But to Owen Wilson, it's not like he went back in time. This is really happening. And that's kind of awesome. I enjoyed that whole dichotomy of it being so whimsical and, and in a way over the top. And yet it was like, nope, this is reality. Accept it. And, again, Owen Wilson was a huge surprise. Yes. To being, because you think Woody Allen movie, Owen Wilson, you're like, how does that work? But yeah. you're like... I remember us being, you go, and Wilson, you did great. Rachel McAdams made sense in her part, too. I feel like all of his, Woody's muses of the past ten years have been, that's, you know, very pretty, maybe blonde, and then mostly neurotic female character. That's the one thing I will say. They do seem somewhat interchangeable with nuances. He definitely has a common theme of... um... You know, he's always in kind of romantic situation with one to two women, usually one younger and one older. Right. Um, but this was also one of um, a couple movies we saw this year that had a time travel theme. Yeah. Um, my other favorite that we saw. The true uh, life. Bill, <laughs> was there time travel in that? <laughs> Apparently, they went to a 50s beach with Sean Ben. That was heaven. I don't think he died. He was wandering around a desert. Like, that yeah, didn't make sense. Yeah, and then he time-traveled to a 50s beach. I anyway. just want to know what Terrence Malick, the director's um, direction to Sean Penn. 
okay, you just look lost. You're lost in this building. You're lost in the desert. You're lost on this beach. Look lost. Well, that would explain Sean Penn's statement after the movie. He was like, I really wish they would have chosen a more linear, clear narrative. Whatever, Sean Penn. Stop bitching. You were in a Terrence Malick movie. Whatever. Yeah, but what? Isn't he the guy from Crash? Who? Terrence Malick. Crash? The yeah. Crash that I hate? Yeah. No. Who is that? Oh, is that Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard's an actor. Terrence Malick's a director. I really thought they were the one's same One's black and one's person. white. I totally thought they were the same person. I was like, wow, that guy from Crash can direct. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I swear to God, I would have kept thinking that until you told me. I wasn't thinking about the time travel of Tree of Life. I was thinking about your other favorite time travel movie that you finally caught up on. The Time Traveler's Wife? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> because I know that you love that one so much. Hey, little that... girl, come visit me in the naked bushes. <laughs> oh, that was a couple years ago, I think. But yeah, that movie was. still haunts me. <laughs> Talk about rapey. Oh, yeah. Well, that was like borderline rapey. Anyway, um, yeah, Bill and Ted. That was actually a really good movie. I like that one. Yes. Okay. So, wait. What are we up to now? Three? What's your number three? My number three is Midnight in Paris. What are the odds? Well, yours was the number three. Yours was number four. But that's pretty close. I agree. Well, we've had a lot of close ones on L- here. Like minds think alike. And right? 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 I know. So, what was your number three? My number three, a movie that you didn't see with me, Warrior. Yeah. And I will say to everyone out there, if you haven't seen Warrior and you are um, a person that likes um, movies with an underdog. I knew you were going to say underdog. Like the Rocky movies, which I love. um, Karate Kid. um, This had a little bit of tinge of The Fighter, which we both loved. Um, See Warrior. Don't you feel like these movies come out like every other year? Like... We had the fighter. We have warrior. We have that other one with oh the Cinderella man. It's like how uh, many and, like and, and then the wrestler. Like how many fighting underdog? The wrestler. Yeah. How many fighting underdog movies can we have in like the span of three years? Well, it depends on if they're good or bad. But you but you see what I'm saying? It's like uh, every other year now they come out with a new one of these. It's an incarnation of the same exact theme. They're not even like switching up the sport. Well, this one was uh, mixed martial arts, MMA fighting. Oh, my favorite. Well, you know what? What? We're going to watch Annie Hall and we're going to watch Warrior. It's going to be a weird podcast. <laughs> nah, this one um, has uh, Tom Hardy, who we both loved in Inception. Um, he's going to be, he's the bad guy that's um, Bane in the new Batman movie, the one that we're like, <laughs> Who was he in Inception? He was the guy that could um, change his looks. Oh yeah. Anyway, the shapeshifter. Yeah, shapeshifter guy. Yeah. He's one of the the warrior, warriors about um, these two brothers who are, are both into mixed martial arts. Hmm. Um, Have I seen this movie? One brother is a uh, illustrious uh, army vet. Who's come, you know, come back from war and now he's going back into mixed martial arts. And the other is actual, actually a 
physics high school teacher who is about to lose his house due to it being underwater. So he goes and he enters himself into this tournament because he needs the money to, you know, keep his house. He's got two kids. Anyway, these two brothers who haven't spoken to each other in years end up being in the same tournament. And, of course, they meet in the final match. It's very emotional. And it's very, like, you get really, like, pumped, like, watching it. It's great. All right. Cool. Nick Nolte plays their dad, who's kind of an alcoholic. Um, I'm not There always has to be an alcoholic in one of these movies, too. What are you talking about? Every movie has an alcoholic in it. Who's an alcoholic in... You've never seen a Rocky movie before, have you? No. I'm talking about the ones as of, like, the last three years or so. Like what? Like the fighter. Like the wrestler. Like Cinderella Man. Like, there's an alcoholic in every movie. Well. Yeah. You like a like oh, there's a lot of bad romantic comedies that are almost the same. Why can't there be good <laughs> underdog wrestling movies? <laughs> well, I guess there's room for all of them. <sighs> Stop talking. Anyway, number three, great <laughs> movie, Warrior. Watch it. Alright. What is your number two? I can't believe we're already up to two and one. Um they have something in common. I'm going to fan myself with this pamphlet. Oh, I already know. <laughs> See? You just, you just, that was your tell. I know you're number two and you're number one now. I can't help it. I'm getting flushed. <sighs> but you don't know what order they're in. I could probably guess. Okay. Is your number two... I don't want to guess. See, you're going to be wrong. Is your number two drive? No, it's not. It's Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Right? A movie that you love. Oh my god, it was so great. Because you're crazy and stupid? And in love. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was with my mom. And, I mean, I knew it would be good. I, I saw the previews. I was excited to see it. But you wouldn't see it with me. And I was like, I'll be damned if I wait to Netflix on this one. <laughs> and we watched it, and we were bubbling with enthusiasm. We loved the movie, not just for because of the Goss, who's our personal god now, but for everybody else too, and and the plot and the the whole it was very witty. It was stylish. It was engaging. That movie was made in a lab for girls like you. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about you know, oh wrestling movies. There's always a wrestling movie. This movie was specifically engineered to for women to just gush over it pretty much. Why their it's ovaries not... exploded Wait while watching it? Wait a minute. It's not just because of the goss. It's a. It's because of the Steve, too, right? He was great. <laughs> he was wonderful. He was hilarious. And the different relationships and the way they all turn into, like, these messy triangles, it was great. Well, it was so messy. It was brilliant. Although it wasn't in my top 20, I will agree that if I have to see a movie like that with you, it's definitely better than most. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I don't think it follows the rom-com formula at all. Like I said, I, it was so messy. It was brilliant. Well, there was, there was one aspect of it, and we talked about it in the podcast, where I was like, it could have gone the obvious way, and it kind of did. I don't necessarily agree with you on that. Okay. I, but, but I'm so glad that I saw it in the theater. I'm so glad that you let me sit you down for my drunken birthday wish and watch it with a copious amount of wine. Sorry for all the drooling. Oh, that was a great double feature. That and Center Stage. It was great. But, um... Yeah, but by the way, Center Stage was not on this list of old movies. 
What the hell? <laughs> because it wasn't one of the old movies that you... Oh, because you knew I would pick it. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. But yeah. That would have been cheating. Clearly one of my favorite movies of the year. Definitely something that when it comes out on DVD, I want. Is it not already out? I want it. <laughs> they sell DVD still? <laughs> well, who's on the cover? I'm just kidding. Like Goss's face. It's like this. By the way, my mom from now on, I swear every time she says it, and she's saying, oh my God, or she'll be like, I swear to God, she'll say Goss. Oh, wow. I love it. You're going to have to kill uh, Eva Mendez, apparently, if you want to get to him. I'm down. Really? You're going to kill her? No, but we may have to maim her a little bit. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> guess what's number two on my list? It's, I don't know. It's a movie we've already talked about. Do you want to guess? Uh, Moneyball? Moneyball! Whoa, whoa! I loved Moneyball. It was great. And, um... I was very surprised at how much I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I really want to see it again because we saw it, it seems like so long ago. It does. Um, at the Q&A with Mr. Uh, whatchamacallit? What's his name? Skinny? Skinny. Oh, Skinny Guy now. Jonah Hill? Yeah. Um, but yeah, baseball, Brad Pitt being very um, affable and that's great. My, Agreed. My second favorite movie of the year surprised that it was that high on your list, but um, I agree that I, I loved it. I mean, clearly, I put it on my list, but I think it was, like, what, number six? And did, yeah. did we have the same favorite movie last year? I think we might have. We both know that we have to have the same favorite movie. Well, I know that we have the same favorite movie now. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Don't be upset. This is awesome. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah, we should. Oh my god. Okay, on the count of three. Ready? Oh my god. One, two, three. Eyes of March. No! Drive! Oh, drive. That's right. (laughs) You're such an ass. I'm surprised Eyes of March wasn't in your favorite top ten. It's in my honorable mentions, and I purposely put it there because I was like, you can't have three Ryan Gosling movies in your top ten. Okay, well, let me talk, let me say this and, and remind Chrissy that. I was wanting to see Drive like months before it came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, Chrissy, I can't wait to see this movie. It's called Drive. It's Ryan Gosling. It's about this son of driving. You're like, what? This sounds stupid. Ugh. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's going to be really great. I can't wait to watch it. Blah, blah, blah. We watched it. And of course, Chrissy's like, oh my gosh, gosh, I love him. Blah, blah, blah. And then you're instantly like a convert. And you're like, instead, you should have been like saying, thank you, Justin, for, for making me watch this movie. It was like my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> Okay, I will admit I was slightly reluctant to see it. I wasn't dead set. Clearly, I went. I was just reluctant. Especially because I was like, oh, it's going to have this weird 80s soundtrack. What's with the hot pink thing? Is this going to take place in the 80s? I'm sick of the 80s. And then once it got going, I was like, oh, it does not take place in the 80s. It's awesome. It is awesome. We saw it, what, four times? At least. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that now, like... When people come into contact with us, we're like, hey, long time no see. Have you seen Drive? Because we have it. Do you want to watch it? <laughs> we're totally those people where we make people watch this movie when they come over to our apartment. And if they won't come to us, we will bring the flash drive to them, goddammit. Have you seen Drive? We should watch Drive. You want to come over and watch Drive? Come on, let's watch Drive. You want to listen to the soundtrack? I got the soundtrack. I've, I've burned it for people. <laughs> 
And it's funny because some uh, one of them is a friend from work, and <laughs> I'll see him like on the drive home, and he'll purposely unroll his window all the way, put his hand over the wheel, and I'll hear like night call in the background. He's going like this. <laughs> oh geez, what have I started? That's awesome. <laughs> see the poster? That's the poster. Don't you love it? It's great. Look at those glasses. I want the jacket. Where do I get the jacket? See my desktop? My computer desktop is Drive. Look, it's great. Have you seen the Nintendo 8-bit thing I created of Drive? Because that's awesome, too. Anyway. <laughs> drive. Like, that was the easiest one to pick out of my whole list. I was Me like, too. Drive. Okay, what's the rest? Yeah. I was like, Drive's there. Number one. Yay. Out of three Goss movies I saw this year, it was definitely the best. Agreed. Um, I don't know. Like it should be winning every award possible. I don't. I don't it's understand. Not going to, it sucks. It's too cool, apparently, for a lot of old people in Hollywood. I think that's a really good way of putting it. That's. I think that's its problem. It is too cool. They don't understand this coolness. They really don't get it. I mean, goddamn, the movie is awesome. It was Gus. Gus damn. Um, it's got a uh, great performance from Albert Brooks. Yeah. Who's getting a lot of heat. A lot of Oscar heat. For this movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. He was great. He was great. Um, and Chrissy's uh, least favorite performance from Carrie Mulligan, who I actually loved. At least favorite is, you know, a relative term because I still liked her. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I eat my least favorite saying, oh, I didn't like her. I just think she's so great in everything else that this was like her least strong. Best performance by a character that works at Denny's of the year. Definitely. <laughs> um, best elevator sequence. Oh, my God. Best elevator sequence. Well, no, wait. Romeo and Juliet had the best elevator sequence. When did Romeo and Juliet come out? 1996. <laughs> but this is the second. Best of the year. Oh. But. What other elevator sequences of the year are you thinking of? Um, it had to be some other elevator sequences. Wait, uh, Devil was last year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, Drive, Ghosts, you know. I know that elevator sequence in Harry Potter was pretty compelling. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> come to our place. We have Drive. We got Drive. We got Drive. We have the soundtrack. We don't have the jacket, but we're going to find one. We have one TV in, in our apartment that's just always playing Drive on a loop, pretty much. I think it's in my CD player right now. Oh, it, it actually is. And the reason I know this is because when um, our friend Melanie picked us up from the Van Nuys Flyaway, she goes, I really like whatever this is you have in your CD player. I'm like, it's Drive. Have you seen Drive? We have it. And she was like, I'm going tonight. And I was like, good. Make sure you go. Call me after. <laughs> What's well, definitely the best soundtrack or, or CD to listen to as you're driving around L.A.? It really is. Especially the first, like, five songs. <laughs> oh, I love that we love Drive Together. I know, me too. All right, so I'm going to run... Th- so on the next ten, which would be the honorable mentions for me, mm-hmm. what have we not talked about? Um, talked about Mission Impossible, The Descendants, Hugo, which I loved. It was great. Although I did not love all the um, chasing around the train... train Station seat. Like, it was a little heavy-handed. There's too much chasing. Yeah. Like, just cut like 50% of the chasing out and it would be better. Um, source Code. That's on my honorable mention list. We both love with Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, also Time Travel. Yeah, it does. Uh, Insidious, which we both loved. Yeah, it wasn't on my honorable mention list, but I did like it. Uh, the Muppets, which we finally saw. Agreed. Um, I love The Muppets. Jason Segel was great. 
Captain America, which we talked about, Contagion. Boo. Yay! Um, 50-50. I forgot about that, but it should be on my honorable mention list because I like that movie a lot. Um, definitely see 50-50. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. based on a true story. Has um, a great bitchy performance from Bryce Dallas Howard, who also plays a bitch in The Help. She was going to say, she's so good with her little bitchy roles. Like, she just could continue doing that for a while. Um, what else you got? And Adjustment Bureau. That is also on my honorable mention list. Um, the only two that are, um, I guess, different on my honorable mention list uh, would be The Ides of March, which you said was like somewhere outside your top 20. Yeah. And uh, The Artist. Oh, the Artist made me sleepy, you guys. It made me sleepy, too, but, like, I was so happy sleepy. Like, I really wanted to stay awake. And I'm I was so, just like... I'm so happy to be no, like, asleep. No, it was like this. Like, this movie is awesome. Don't fall asleep. Oh, no, this movie is so... Oh, it's so cute. And then, like, I'd wake up and I'd be like, what happened? And I'm looking and I was like, did I miss anything important? I have no idea what's going on. Oh, but they're being so cute still. I love this movie. That's how I felt the entire time. But we just saw it, and it's been winning, like, tons of awards, and people are like, it's, it's going to be the best movie of the year, it's going to win the Oscar. I'm like, really? I don't know if it should be the best movie of the year, but it, it is fabulous. I would like to watch it again when I am totally awake. But I really, from everything I can remember, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great homage to movies of the 1920s without being campy. Anyway, it made me sleepy. It's got a great dog performance, I can say that. The dog is phenomenal. Um, things that just missed my top 20. Oh my god, Justin, how many lists do you have? I just watched a movie called The Skin I Live In, um, which is uh, the subtitle movie that Chrissy is like, another oh. rape scene? Yeah, seriously, I'm like, how many of these do you have? Do you have a collection? Chris, should I be worried? We, I should make Chrissy watch that because that movie is batshit crazy. I know. I knew it was crazy. The minute you put it on, you were like... And then I looked at you and you went, you don't have to watch this with me if you don't want to. And I went, okay, cool. And then I did my own stuff and I, every time I came back and like tuned into it for a second, I was like, this movie is crazy. But it's batshit crazy good in the way... It, parts of it reminded me of Splice, which we both love. Okay. It's got Antonio Banderas in it and he plays this guy who's like a... Um, expert in uh facial transplants face off face off nice um anyway great movie um there like a hermaphrodite or a transsexual in there somewhere i don't want to give it all away but basically what happens i kind of understood because i can speak a little bit of spanish and i was in the bathroom this morning getting ready and i was listening and i was like there's definitely say that there's a transsexual there's definitely a sex change involved somewhere in the movie. okay because i heard it and i was like no i must have mistranslated a, a vaginoplasty oh all right which is slice off the peter slap on of the jj all right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's quite how it works but okay also missing my list of top 20 is another movie we just saw recently together called the future with Miranda July, one of our favorite oh, filmmakers of all time, who also did uh, me, me and you and everyone we know. Exactly. Yeah. Chrissy, what did you think about the future? I thought the movie was weird, yo. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it in its weirdness. It was like flying its freak flag at full blast. Yeah. And, but I enjoyed that, that it fully went out there and was like, we are 
totally weird and freaky. Aren't we awesome? Also, time travel is involved. <laughs> we couldn't really figure it out. Yeah, I didn't. Th- yeah, that's right. <laughs> but p- the poor Papa. I have not stopped thinking about Papa. <laughs> Every time I pat Ma- pat Maggie now, I'm like. Poor Papa. I want to love you even more because I feel sorry for Papa. Future has a um, a narrator that's a cat who's at the shelter. <laughs> Poor Papa. Waiting for these people who are supposed to adopt it to come. And they're lazy asses and they never get up and do it. And Papa dies. <laughs> you just ruined the movie. That's not the whole point of the movie. It's like a little subplot, but still. <laughs> oh, is there anything we miss? We talked about a lot of movies, man. Oh, there is is darkness, coldness, bird. Poor Papa. I'm writing you this letter without a pencil. I hope you get it. Please come soon. Anyway, 2011 was was a great year. Filled with lots of good movies. Um, it was the year of the goss. Even better, movie-going company. I don't understand. The Goss is the better movie-going company? No, I was talking about you being a good movie-going company. Aww. You missed it. You're, you're over there dreaming of The Goss. <laughs> no, I didn't understand. I thought you were saying that the, based on the context of what I just said, and I was like, what? I wasn't listening to you. Oh, well, I wasn't listening to you, so that worked <laughs> out really well. <laughs> um, but in conclusion, Drive was our favorite movie of the year. It was. We'll see what 2012 brings. I already know it's bringing the Hunger Games and Titanic, so I'm happy. Oh, I can't wait for the Hunger Games. It's going to be Titanic. awesome. I can wait for that. You are stupid. It's going to be awesome. We've already seen it. It's just going to be in stupid 3D. What? What? We've already seen it? Titanic? Yeah, you've seen it like a thousand times already you haven't seen it like this they painstakingly went literally frame by frame over the course of years to get it right well i know that they didn't painstakingly allow him to be on that piece of wood so he could survive at the end instead of kate winslet being in a dick and not moving over in the script it said it was clearly only big enough for her i'm gonna be highly disappointed in her in 3d now that's the art department's fault it really is because in the script it says the board is clearly only big enough for her and they didn't make it clearly only big enough for her they made it like a good person and a half size they failed art department you failed yeah i can wait for that one so well i cannot all right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to our ramblings for yet another week. It's been fun, actually. Thanks I enjoyed for, this one. Thanks for anyone who listened to any of our podcast episodes <laughs> uh, in 2011. We're so grateful for you. We're grateful. Like I said, you know, this is an experiment that is kind of selfish for us, but it's good that some people like to listen to it. Or at least are, are nice enough to not tell us that. I get to when people go, I don't listen to your podcast. Is that bad? Are you are you mad at me? Can we still be friends? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to force you to listen to my podcast. But those of you who are listening to it, you are that much more awesome. You are our best friends. Yeah. You're not number 67 in our book. There's a special circle of friendship and you are inside of it. Like top five. Top five friends. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Justin Winters, Chris Winters. Uh, on facebook or you know just come up and talk to us if you see us in the street except please like let us know how you know us because otherwise i'm gonna do the thing where i'm like oh hi and I'm, meanwhile i'm gonna be like oh crap crap how do i know this person in my head they'll just come up to you and be like i'm so embarrassed for you <laughs> be like you must listen to the podcast 
Drive, Hilo Drive, right? Let's go watch it. Yay! And I'll be like, yes, let's go. I have it in my purse. <laughs> I have it in my purse. <laughs> Get like a little like four inch television in your purse playing it. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, until next week. Peace out. Peace out, homies.